All right, who gives up more goals? Robin Leonard, game one against Seattle, gives up three, or Marc-Andre Fleury tonight against the Colorado Avalanche? I'm going to say Avalanche win 4-2. All right. You know Nathan McKinnon's out, right? Yeah, I, I think they win 4-2. Nathan McKinnon's missing because of COVID. Uh, he Ooh. tested positive. So he misses the first game. Could be back, I think, for their second game is the timeline on Nathan McKinnon, depending on how quickly he tests negative. Uh, but so you would, you'd have Flurry giving up more goals than Robin Leonard. Well, Leiner. I'm going to say 3-2 empty netter. Oh, okay. So, so they give up the same amount. Yeah, they give up the same amount. Right. I give up the same amount. Flurry's just got a bunch of bums skating around him this year. They can't <laughs> score. Leonard can give up three. It's fine. They'll probably win most of the time when he gives up three. Oh, what if he shuts out Colorado? This yeah. response on Twitter. I mean, I hope fun. he does. I hope he wins 4-0 just for the response from VGK fans on Twitter. Fun. I Okay, if I can pick one result the entire season to happen, it's that Flurry comes here and shuts oh, out the Golden Knights. absolutely. And, I, and I'm talking 56 save shutout. Like Golden Knights yes. dominate the game, and, uh, and also Leonard only gives up one goal. Like they lose one nothing, Leonard gives up one goal. Flurry's like a fifty-six save shutout, and people blame Leonard for giving up one goal. Will the will the um, video of Mark Andre Flurry, the tribute video, set a record for time? It has to, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes. The there'll be people coming back this year that will get them that because of COVID and otherwise they didn't play these teams. Nate Schmidt will get one. Flurry will get one. Ryan Reeves will get one. Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant will get one. And that's the same night. So that's yeah. a little strange. Um, trying to think who else. Those are the big four. Cody Eakin doesn't get one, does he? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Cody get Glass one. doesn't get no, one. No, Cody Glass. Cody, Cody Glass. <laughs> Cody Glass barely made the Predators roster. <laughs> he made it. He made it, though. He, he, made, made, he made it. He made the team. Oh, okay. There's a lot. Okay. Outside of those, those, uh, Flurry, those four Schmidt, will get Reeves, them for and Gallant, sure. We'll get the video. Yes. The rest of them will just get a, hey, Welcome back. Welcome back, and they'll and show they'll, them on the screen. Yes, and yes, they'll put so them they'll on the screen while they yes. sit on the bench during a timeout exactly, or something. Exactly, But those other four will get some sort of video or something Flurries. Like <laughs> Flurries. I mean, the <laughs> weird tears. I was at his one the first year in Pittsburgh. We, we went to that game because it was his return to Pittsburgh. That was a really long video. He got emotional, crying in the stands. I think I saw a few reporters wiping tears away. I mean, it was just. So I can imagine, only imagine here, where he didn't even win a cup. There he actually won cups. It will be outrageously over the top for the flower. Absolutely. Are they going to stop the game? Is it going to be so long they have to stop the game coming back from TV timeout? When VGS comes back out of a timeout, yes, I think they'll have to stop the uh, they'll have to stop the game. By the way, hold on. Here's a here's an upset from at least I wouldn't have expected this to happen. Gerard Gallant says everyone is available for today's game against the Capitals. That includes Ryan, Ryan Reeves. Reeves. He had that injury looked yeah. bad. Did you see his quote yesterday? Yeah, he's a, his first his off, body's a temple. He told the cameras to make sure they get the wide shot yeah. so they can get his whole body in there. His body's a temple. He says I I practiced 250 pounds coming down on those yeah. knees. But that his injury, if you haven't oh, seen it, looked it bad. It looked really bad. like it looked like, oh, Ryan Reeves season yes. might be over with how it looked, but he's back and good to go and is going to open the season. Well, we'll see. I mean, sh I'm sure Gallant's going to put him in the lineup, but he's available to be put in the lineup. Gallant might choose somebody else, but I can't imagine that happening. Gallant's going to put that guy in his first line before he takes Turk, him out of Turk the lineup. Turk is back. Oh, Gerard Gallant. Don't you miss Gerard Gallant? Yes, okay. absolutely. So this is going to be a very like inside the show reference that I'm going to make here. But Jared, the thing he hates the most about Gerard Gallant is that when Gallant would do press conferences, he would tap the mic stand while he's talking. So every quote you'd have from Gerard Gallant that we'd play on here, 
you'd hear this in the background of Gerard Gallant. Just it's like it's just I don't know his nervous tick or something where he's just he tapped the bottom of the mic stand. Gallant would. Yeah, Gallant would do I that. I do remember that. Right. I do remember that. He tapped it really loud when Shang Peng made asked him <laughs> questions. This picture I'm looking at from Stephen Wino about. Ryan Reeves being available, Gerard Gallant's hands on the bottom of the mic stand. Like you can tell, he's already back to tapping. He's already it. back to tapping. Yes, that won't go over well it. with New York media. They're like, hey, man, <laughs> knock it off. All right. You want to talk about VGS? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that watched the Golden Knights on TV last night, this is on ESPN. First night of ESPN having hockey in what, two decades or something yep. like that. And on their score bug, the Golden Knights were abbreviated as VGS. For Vegas. Not VDK. Right. Now, if you've paid attention over the last four years, every time the Golden Knights score is on the bottom line of ESPN, they've been using VGS for four years. So this is not like a new thing where they just randomly decided to use VGS. They've been doing it since the team became a team back in 2017. Um, but I've got a couple things on you. First off, this is Bill Foley's fault because Bill Foley, when he named this team, dropped the loss. So they're not Las Vegas. They're just Vegas. And you right. can't, so you can't put LV, right? Right. Obviously if they were the Las Vegas golden Knights, just be LV, it'd just be LV yeah. and it'd look much better than VGS, which looks dumb. Um, but number two on official abbreviations of teams, this is to go to the NFL. Did you know that the Baltimore Ravens, the official three letter abbreviation by the NFL is BLT. I did not know that. So on the ticker, it actually says that, or it says Ravens, or no, Baltimore. No, well, okay, so broadcast companies can make their own decision. Right. Because like we saw, the Golden Knights' official abbreviation is VGK. Right, and, and, the, but and ESPN said, yeah, ESPN, we're going for VGS. whatever reason, yes. is going yes. VGS. But, so like, when you watch the Ravens play, it'll say BAL most of the time. But the official abbreviation with the NFL is BLT. The Houston Texans is HST. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are CLV. <laughs> And the reason for this is, I don't know why, but the NFL will not reuse a three-letter abbreviation. So the Houston Oilers are H-O-U. Oh, so they had to change it up. For some reason, the NFL is not going to let the Houston Texans be officially H-O-U, right? Okay. The, Cle- the Cleveland Browns. We really lost our way with that right. one. The first ever Cleveland Browns. We're CLE. CLE. And now that this is technically a new franchise, CLV. They're CLV. The fun one is the Rams. They're in LA. Hold on. LAR? They are LAR. Now, they're, the Rams had been in LA before, but also the Raiders were in LA. Right. And you would think LAR might have been the Raiders. The Raiders, apparently, when they were in L.A., their official abbreviation was R-A-I. Wow. Which is one of the strangest ones I've ever seen, that they went by R-A-I instead of L-A or L-A-R or L-A-R. L-A something, right? R-A-I was their official abbreviation. So I don't know why that's like some weird NFL rule, and the broadcast companies don't even follow it, so it's kind of irrelevant. Well, I can see the Raiders because in five years they'll probably be moving back to LA. So <laughs> I could, they have to, they have, I mean, they have to save that one because they'll be relocating in five years back to Los Angeles. The Raiders should have a long time ago just never had any city affiliation. Exactly. Just Raiders football. Just take yes. the soccer Ra- version. Raiders football team, just yeah. like Washington. Raiders football team, where we play, it's RFT. Well, it'll RFT. change. Yeah. Well, it'll be different. We'll be fine somewhere else. But yeah, none of that really matters. You won't actually see it on TV because the broadcast companies can do whatever they want. But yeah, it's just I interesting don't. that. 
VGS last night, I didn't, I literally, um, I know Twitter was, you know, talking about it and talking about the broadcast. I liked the broadcast. I had no problem with it. Um, I don't get too much into that stuff. It's almost like jerseys with me. I don't really care. But the VGS, I didn't even, I mean, I, I don't even know until I saw it on Twitter that I even noticed it, it's to say just, the truth. It's just funny because it's so close to being right, but wrong. Like, it's not like they went VEG or anything like that. Like, it's just, it's so close to being VGK. But it's not, so it's kind of. I mean, it kind of annoys me a little bit. Does it's it? Like, I mean, it's not like I'm like losing sleep over it, but it's kind of like it. It just looks wrong. It's like, what are we doing here? It's like a typo. Go fix your score bug up there. So you weren't you weren't pumped to see the Kraken jerseys on the ice? Oh, I love the Kraken jerseys. I do. See, I do love, love them. Jerseys. I don't. I don't. I don't love jerseys in terms of really being mad at them or you know like saying, oh, that's horrible. I would never wear those. Um, I actually left the car this morning. Uh, had some stuff in the back of the car. Had my Kraken hat. I uh, love the hat. I love the Kraken hat. I I think they're. I think no. I think the Kraken jerseys are really cool. I loved watching them. I didn't see. I don't think they played it. I saw. I I went on to YouTube and saw it, um, or a video of it. I did see the uh, opening pregame, and I do think that was very cool. And the Knights do a really really good job with their pregame. So all right, two things. Why this pregame show? Which and if you haven't seen it. Go look it up. But you can look it up. It's there's a there. crack and it breaks up out of the ice. It yeah. looks like 3D. It looks like it's yeah. actually broken out of the ice and they light it on fire and it burns into the ocean. Which, by the way, continuity error. Can you really catch on fire while you're falling into the bottom of the ocean? Boy, you just you knew you'd come up with something. I knew you'd come up with something we'll uh, off a really well, good okay. pregame Here's, show. All right, okay, I'll tell you my one disappointment. In the pregame show? Yeah. It's a golden knight and it's a kraken. And he lit him on fire. Why didn't he cut his tentacles off? I'll agree with you that. Why didn't like, he have the sword and cut I, something off? I know yes. that it's it's not a real kraken, and actually cutting off the fake kraken's tentacles is much harder to actually pull off. But I'm just saying, he's a golden knight. He's got a sword. Look, he's not like a, I think they can pull off pretty much anything they want on that. Thing. I'm aware, <laughs> but it's like wh- where did the golden knight become like this fire breathing guy? Like no, no, he's got a sword to cut the tentacles <laughs> off. Would have been better that way. But the reason that the pregame show was better last night than probably any other one they've done, even better than cutting the jet in half. Number one, the graphics actually looked a lot better. For whatever right. reason last night, the Kraken right. looked like it was actually coming out of the ice. But number two is because it's a Kraken. It's because Seattle picked the best possible nickname they could and probably have the best nickname in all of American sports. And they might have one of the best jerseys. Yes. That's why it was so cool, right? Cutting a jet in half was so weird because the team's named the Jets. Yeah. What kind of a stupid nickname is you're named after just a thing that flies? <laughs> it's a stupid nickname, right? So what are you going to do as a pregame? Well, let's cut it in half. Like, it was crazy, and so I liked it because it was so bizarre. But you can't really have a cool thing when it's a jet. So on that note, how do you feel about the flames then? Because all you got to do on that is just pour water just, on right. it. Yeah, just pour water yeah. on it. And it's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's right. boring. So that's like, boring. It, you know, like when they play, when they, uh, the avalanche, like the avalanche yeah. is a cool name. Dude, there's some cool nicknames. The avalanche is a cool one. But like, what do you do to beat an avalanche? I don't know. See, you're, don't turning, go the mountain. you're turning me a bad way that I never want to be because I like their jerseys too. Who? The avalanche. Oh. They're okay. I like them. They could be a lot better. They have old school ones that when we were in Colorado last yeah. year covering the playoffs, I the actually like the I like those ones better than the the new ones. I thought those were actually pretty cool. So going back to the Kraken jerseys, I like them as well, and I was kind of upset that they didn't have the colorful ones because it wasn't a away game. But how do you feel about them having four different shades of blue? Great. Blue works great yeah, together. That's fine. It's like the one that's color fine. you can do different shades of. If you did that with like red, looks stupid. My hat's, I did that my with hat's two else. colors of blue. Yeah. 
I was surprised they didn't have they didn't call any of those colors green. It was just four shades well, of blue. I do, and I, I I have the hat, and I there is it, if you looked at it straight, you could see there's some green in it. But no, I like the I like the different shades of blue. I thought it was cool. I thought they looked really cool. I like them a lot. Jerseys are good. Um, let's see. Their two main official colors are blue. called ice blue and deep sea blue. Well, okay. <laughs> because you've got to have official names for this stuff. You got to know that, right? Come on. That's what's important around here. All right. Coming up next, Sam and Ash join the show. Guys, guys, did you know that I actually have a civil case against that that stole my husband? Don't sue a stripper. Why not? She's a stripper. Life sued her and she lost. Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Good morning, guys. Hello. How are you? How are you? Good, good morning. Good morning. Here they are. We're good. We're good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, how many? Well, puppy- we're better than John Gruden. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> it's that's not true. saying much. Um, no. How many puppy patties has uh, Rocky had in the last week? You know, actually none, wow. but he, oh. he wins because he actually had some leftover steak from the Golden oh, Steer. So, oh, my God. <laughs> so he's not suffering. Don't Boy. worry. I mean... <laughs> Nice place. Good for Rocky. I know. Dog eats better than me. No, absolutely. Um, So, (laughs) do want to ask you guys, talk about John Gruden here, uh, who has now resigned after uh, some of his emails were leaked in which he displayed some racism, homophobia, misogyny. Um, I am curious, though, can you guys walk us through sort of the, I guess, expectation of privacy when it comes to emails? Oh, um, I was going to make a joke that I hadn't heard about this yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so basically my understanding is, is that, um, that these emails went to a work email account. And so you don't have a lot of privacy when it comes to work email. In fact, you probably have next to nothing. Don't send emails with you know, with bad stuff in them to a work email account. A lot of employers um, will find the bad stuff in real time and have, and it's perfectly legal, uh, run software that screens for certain keywords, things um, going through images. You know, I I tell you, don't do that. And I recommend strongly if you've got personal stuff that you're sending on a personal email account on your phone, for example, don't even be on your company Wi-Fi. Keep your phone on data and make sure it's your phone. And if it's your employer's phone, you don't have a lot of privacy on it either. These are, uh, I think, as as the world is developing, I think the takeaway from the Gruden fiasco is that um, he didn't realize or he didn't think about the consequences of emailing private messages to a job account of his friend. Thank goodness I don't know how to work at Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> I, I'm never on Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm only on data. Uh, I want to ask you something. He, in, in this time, he was working for ESPN. We, we, he was working for ESPN. The senses, the NFL, leaked the emails. They saw them. Roger Goodell was not happy with them. Okay, I'm going to start leaking these. I'm going to get you. If it was the NFL, if it's found out that the NFL leaked them and not his employer at the time, ESPN, can he take action against the NFL for damages? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if he would actually be able to take 
an action against the NFL for damages because he sent the emails. He, he did it, and they were uncovered in an investigation mm-hmm. by the NFL. No, 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 no. I totally disagree. I, I, I love Ash, but this is this is wrong. <laughs> if Look, the, first of all, the NFL absolutely – do I believe the NFL leaked the – absolutely. They leaked them. We know they leaked them, and now the other thing is – Right, it's part of a it's part of an investigation into an internal investigation, and they they you know an organization is required. I mean, look, there's an expectation that organization, a private organization, deals with these things privately, right? That it's an internal investigation. What's the reason for leaking something to publicly humiliate and actually reduce the marketability of that target, right? So. So t- look, if if this had ne- if this had been an internal investigation and it had been kept private, Gruden would be leaving the the organization fine. Uh, but you know he 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 would not. These emails and the contents of them would not be front page news. And I so I do think he could potentially have a lawsuit if he can determine that the NFL did this uh, and leaked these things and and put this out there with his name on it. So I'm going to push back here. You nice, know, there, was 600, nice. There, was, there was so <laughs> many emails that were uncovered that we haven't seen. So I think Gruden's case gets better if the Players Association does in fact get all of these emails like they're requesting and they uncover that the NFL just picked and chose who they wanted to go after. Like, that they found that there were other coaches that are active in the NFL that were saying worse things, and those were not leaked, or those were not brought to the team's attention. Then that's a real problem. Then I agree with Sam that Gruden has a, a claim that they were intentionally interfering with his contract with the Raiders. But if if this is just a one-off, I don't think it's that great of a case. Mr. Sam, your rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> I think Roger Goodell is is a weenie, um, and that's a that may be an insult to Rocky. I, I, I want to be on your jury. I want to be on your jury with that, Rebecca. That's yeah. pretty close to what Gruden had in an email. No, You're going to no, get canceled. No, 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 it's not. He, look, uh, Rocky has has feelings. No, a- a- Ashley's right. Ashley's right. If they singled him out, it makes the case even better. Uh, I know we don't have actual details on this, but I'm curious. How do you guys think this went down or how would this normally go down? Because John Gruden, he resigned. He was not fired. So I'm curious. He had six years left, presumably $60 million left on this deal. How do you guys think that went down in terms of did Mark Davis agree to give him a buyout if he resigned or or what exactly happened? What do you guys think happened there? So my take on it is his lawyer or his agent, Gruden's agent or lawyer, reviewed the contract, his employment contract with the Raiders and said, look, you're likely not going to succeed based on the morality clause that we we agreed to. And so therefore, you're not going to win any claim for future payment under your contract. So then at that point, it's, well, try and get out in on your terms rather than making your buddy fire you, resign, step away. There's not there's no loss here for you monetarily. So that's how I see that it went down. Gruden and Davis are buddies, and ultimately Gruden resigned because he di- there was nothing financial for him to potentially gain if he if he stuck in there and forced the Raiders and forced Mark Davis to actually terminate him. I heard you guys got a nice email, or excuse me, a voicemail on this one. We did. Uh, <laughs> what, what the, something well, we, like I we heard got you a, Well, I, you know, I, I characterized the... Emails between Gruden 
and this other guy, right? I characterize them as, as what e emails between two bros. How did I put it, Ash? I don't remember, but basically you're saying it was McCarthyism and that's what the guy got offended by. Oh. And, and then he came after me and said, I should be offended because I'm a woman. And that I basically Gruden's all of his statements and his emails were more offensive to me because I'm a woman. And, and he got into a whole thing about that. There's pornographic images being sent. And I'm like, dude, this is not the only guy sending porn, you know, from one guy to another guy. Okay. But the best part of the story is we looked him up and, uh, cause he left, he left his name. He had a particular name and this guy got arrested a few years ago wow. for beating up a teenage girl. Wow. So, you know, th that's my, that's my, the thing that I'm, I was getting at with the, with the McCarthy comment is, you know, look, we're, I, I don't like the, the, the mob lay on, on all of this. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 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 so look what he wrote, not okay. Right. But, but everybody now is a, is a keyboard warrior go going on. Oh, this is, you know, oh, it's terrible. Oh, da, da, da. And, and these articles that are coming out that he needs to be shunned and, and never given a job opportunity for the rest of his life. And like, that's not, that's not normal behavior. It's not, that's not good. It's not what's right. It's not, it's, that's just, that's awful. And for the most part, I think a lot of people that are casting stones have their own issues and their own problems in life. And yeah, maybe they're not, you know, have a hundred million dollar contract and are the uh, face and, and management head of a major organization. But at the same time, uh, they have jobs and they have, you know, careers and they also have responsibility and, and look, you know, we, we need to, I don't know, we just all need to be kinder and a little more decent and human about all of this. I knew opinion. you're, I knew you're the only one who read my column. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, uh, on the other side of things, on the other side of things, um, I don't think so, but does Goodell or Demoris Smith have any potential action against Gruden for damages? No, I nope. mean, what would their what would their damage actually be? I I don't know. L let's look at all the players that have abused women over the right. years and beat people up, and the cheating scandals of the New England Patriots. Those are damaging, just as damaging to the reputation of the NFL as this coach's emails to his Sam says his bro who happened to be working at the Washington Football Team. Uh, so all this was uncovered because there's a DEA investigation into a Washington Football Team trainer who was uh, selling or distributing prescription drugs that he wasn't supposed to be giving, which is sort of interesting because if you tie in like Robin Leonard of the Golden Knights, he went on his little tirade where he has accused other NHL teams of basically doing the same thing, of giving out prescription drugs to players despite them not either not even knowing what it is or not being prescribed to it. And I'm curious, like, this trainer's getting singled out here. Robin Leonard says it's a problem in the NHL. It's not hard to believe that this happens in the NFL and the NHL. How much should it be the single trainer that gets in trouble for this versus like a team-wide or even a league-wide problem where this is sort of the expectation and you're pressured into doing this? Well, now we're talking about a real issue, right? I mean, a real life and death issue. We remember the, the player for... Anaheim Angels right now we're moving to ba um, baseball but uh, Tyler Skaggs passed away because mm -hmm. that the awful trainer was plying him with drugs um, so this is a major major problem what Leonard is writing about is of great concern so there has to be both individual accountability to the criminal activity of individuals that are supplying drugs without prescriptions 
And there also has to be organizational liability for any people and any organization that aid and abet that. And I feel very strongly about this. I think this is a, a, a huge issue and it's really, it's literally life and death. So what do you guys think happens to this trainer? And do you think, as you say, there should be punishment across the organization or across the league? Do you think that actually happens here? Well, it depends what they find in this in this investigation. They're going to look into the trainer and what he was doing and what he wasn't doing and what his superiors knew he was doing and what they should have known he was doing. And they go up the ladder and up the chain of command to hold people responsible. And if if his superiors know what's happening and are just turning a blind eye to it, then of course, then that layer is also responsible. And like Sam said, you got to hold everyone accountable for what they knew and what they should have known. You know, as you run an organization, you you have to you have responsibility to know what your employees and your organization is doing day in and day out the nfl will sweep, will look and this is it's a great question because they tend to like to single out an individual and put all blame on an individual and it's accountability to the organization that i think brings meaningful change over time so i so again i expect the nfl to sweep their culpability and any responsibility they have under the rug and instead point the finger at an individual and and you know press for criminal charges and 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 oust that individual and, and make them responsible and i think the washington football team is the little scapegoat of the nfl they're just putting everything on them they're in because remember they're going through that sexual abuse allegations and that's part of the investigation that uncovered all of the emails of gruden so i think they're just targeting them and putting all the the putting the dark cloud of the nfl over the washington football team and saying look it's not a, it's not a whole league-wide issue it's just them SamAndAshLaw.com, 702-820-1234. I think I like it the most when you guys argue with each other. Yes, that back and forth was awesome. (laughs) That was great. (sighs) Keep disagreeing. It's it's great stuff. It's great stuff. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great one. So SamAndAshLaw.com, 702-820-1234. On opposite sides of the table. That would be great in a a trial. Rocky in the middle? Oh, Rocky in the middle. (laughs) What is this, like a custody battle over Rocky all of a sudden? That would be great. You put the dog down and say, who do you want? He's like, who's got my steak? Yeah. That's yeah. who I'm going Ash, with. Ash, where did you eat last night? Yeah, yeah. where'd Sammy eat? <laughs> got good leftovers. All right, coming up next, are we going to get a Major League Soccer team in the next 12 months? Bischoff's Briefs. Throwing out random numbers authoritatively is the best way to pass as a baseball expert. Bischoff's Briefs. By the way, it's commendable how many baseball players care so deeply about the Equal Rights Amendment. Bischoff's Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is gonorrhea. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, we've got a fun, uh, fun tweet yesterday from Mark J. Byrne, who covers Major League Soccer for the Sports Business Journal. Uh, Mark Burns said that the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, said the league's 30th team will be announced or appointed in the next 12 months. So there is a very specific timeline that Don Garber and Major League Soccer are basically looking at or abiding by here with 12 months, uh, at least within the 12 months, 
they will announce the next team to join Major League Soccer. Now, Major League Soccer already had its 30th franchise. It was going to be Sacramento, uh, but Sacramento backed out uh, not too long ago, which opened the door. Technically, Major League Soccer doesn't have to have a 30th team, but it opened the door to a 30th team, another city that can get a Major League Soccer team. So with Sacramento out, Las Vegas has been one of the most talked about cities, one of the highest rumored cities to potentially get that 30th spot. Now, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, The three main things Major League Soccer looks at when they're looking to expand, they're looking for a good ownership group, one that, you know, has the money uh, and that's not going to fold right away, Uh, a good city that has a good fan base, a good market to put a team in, but they're also looking for a stadium situation. So when we have the tweet that Don Garber says the 30th MLS team will be announced in the next 12 months, it tells me one of three things about Las Vegas. Either one, there's going to be a soccer team here and they're going to play at Allegiant Stadium because that stadium situation is figured out. Or two, they're going to put a team here and they already have a good idea of where their non-Allegiant Stadium field stadium is going to be. Or three, they're not coming to Vegas. Because for Don Garber to say they're going to announce an MLS team, the 30th team in the next 12 months, that means that they feel really confident about a city that's going to have a stadium situation in order. And if it's going to be Vegas, we don't have a stadium situation no, in order yet. right now. We don't know what it's going to be. Technically, they could play at Allegiant Stadium. I personally think that would be a bad idea. I think from a scheduling standpoint, in the fall, you've got to play home games on the weekends to be an actual MLS team. That's going to be really hard to do with the Raiders and UNLV already playing there. But on top of that, it you have to have the narrowest width, narrowest, narrowest width field that's allowed and the stadium's not, it's not good for soccer. Been to two games there. It's not good for soccer. How surprised are you now though? Because this this was usually this was talked about as a major, major option for them to come. Am I surprised that we gave the Raiders all the control and they did not build something to benefit anybody but themselves? No, not at all. We gave them seven hundred fifty million dollars to build a two billion dollar stadium and have they had a non Raiders event that went well there? No, I'm not talking about a Legion. I'm talking about if you think we don't have a stadium stadium plan in place and ultimately the 30th team goes to another city what's your percentage of surprise going to be that we couldn't get it done well if there uh, that's a good question because i don't know how much confidence i should have that they're going to have a good stadium plan in place oh i don't either because you we've had the three different potential owners right seth klarman had a plan at downtown to build a stadium there that's whatever happened there well the pandemic right but the other two wes edens and bill foley if you're not playing at Allegiant Stadium and if you're putting a team in Vegas, you've got to build a, pretty much a soccer-specific stadium somewhere, a 25,000-seat stadium somewhere. And if we've learned anything in Las Vegas from pro sports coming here or threatening to come here, they want public money to do so. They want tax dollars to build a stadium. I don't think, I mean, unless they're working behind the scenes and they're just ready to announce something that's been kept quiet, it sounds like it's going to be pretty difficult for us to hear, oh, yeah, Bill Foley has got has gotten three hundred million dollars in tax money from somebody to build a stadium somewhere. I that just seems unlikely to happen at this point in the next twelve months. So, it's the third option there is that Major League Soccer is not coming to Vegas because we don't have a stadium situation ready to go. Where does it go? If it doesn't come to Vegas, San Diego into the new Aztec Stadium. Yeah, San Diego's there. Um, 
I've seen people mention Raleigh, which makes no sense because Charlotte's getting a team. Uh, um, so I, I don't know where the next, where the actual next city would be if it's not Vegas, because again, Vegas has been one of the, probably the biggest name that's talked about when it comes to getting the 30th team. So I'm, I'm very fascinated by a Don Garber putting that specific timeline on it of 12 months. Cause normally, so when you say that, do you think he already knows? He has to, right? Yeah. If you're saying we're going to announce it in the next 12 months, he already you, knows where it's going. You have a good idea. Like you at least know, let's, let's say hypothetically, Bill Foley is going to be the owner and Bill Foley has a stadium plan in place, right? Don Garber's got to know if he's saying, Hey, in, tw- in the next 12 months, we're announcing that there's going to be a team. He's got to know that they've got a city an owner and a stadium right. that are ready to go, or at least close to ready to right. go. Right. And so using Bill Foley in Vegas as the hypothetical. All right, Foley's the owner, check. Vegas is the city, check. What's the stadium? That's not a check. He would have to know that Foley's at least got a plan in place to build a stadium or get public money to do it or whatever. He's got to know that that's somewhere along the line, and Foley's not just starting from scratch. So would you play in Allegiant until it's built? Uh, Well, you could just wait. No, you You could just wait and say in 2020. Four, it yeah, opens they, or whatever they've it is. announced teams and waited. Yeah, so okay. that'd be no problem. It's not like they, again, Major League Soccer can have as many teams as they don't have to have some even number. They can do it with 29 if they right. need to, whatever. So you could you could announce it next summer and it not be till 2026 that, that the, they'd the, even play. Right. That's per, I mean, hell, Inter Miami got announced and <laughs> felt like it was a decade. I think Inter Miami got announced <laughs> when Beckham came to that, that meeting uh, at the Syntac and he sat there and, and all the, uh, all the uh, fans in the building were very excited, and he was talking about yeah. MLS in San Diego, or, or excuse me, in Las Vegas or Miami, yeah. and we know which way he went. But you could absolutely wait. Like if if they again, if Foley or West Eden's either one, if they've got a stadium plan and it's ready to go, and they're like they announce it, let's say next June, they announce Major League Soccer's coming to Vegas. One of those two guys is the owner. Here's where the stadium's going to be. It's going to take them what three, two, three years to build it, and then in 2024, 2025. They will begin play. Yeah, that's a perfectly reasonable thing. But again, the stadium has always been the big question here in Vegas. Where would you put an MLS team? And if it's going to be a soccer specific stadium, we have not heard anything about that. Like we have not heard anything about, I mean, Foley, I think gave a quote about looking at different sites and potentially, Hey, Summerlin's got some space. Henderson's got land, like whatever, but we haven't heard anything actual of like, Oh, here's a location or no. here's like how much money it's going to cost or how much money public money is going to be needed to well, build it. Do you think though, do you think though, if it's 12 months that they really could be considered an allegiant? Because then you couldn't, you just, I mean, you start the next year, really? Yeah. I mean, you could start right away. Actually, right. you could announce it now. I mean, you'd probably give them a year of build up time to actually hire. people. I mean, are these whatever. why they're having these soccer, these kind of uh, international soccer matches here to try it out for soccer? Yeah, they've done that in the past. I mean, there was a there was a what Mexico played. Was it Iceland? I think at Sam Boyd and sold right. out Sam that. Boyd. That was like that. 2016 or yeah. 17, something remember like that. that. So like they've had matches here. They. They know there is a fan base for soccer here. Absolutely. Right? The question is, is there a fan base for major league soccer here? Because Mexican national team plays, no doubt people right. are showing up. Hell, you put uh, one of the bigger name Liga MX teams here, like Club America, people are going to show up. I mean, I went to the Seattle Sounders Leon game and it was an allegiance, so it didn't look great, but they, were, they announced like 25,000. You wouldn't be very happy. Game. Well, I think you'd be happy with the team here, but not if it's an Allegiant. Oh, I think Allegiant. Yeah, I don't. I don't. As as somebody that would want to like go to the games as a fan, tickets. yeah, I would not want to be in Allegiant Stadium because it's a it's a crappy parking setup. You're gonna have to deal with that when it's a Major League Soccer team. What 15, 20 times a game? And doesn't it go against everything Garber's always said? 
They don't like them. Yeah, they don't. They have one in Atlanta, so but they draw. The teams, the few teams that play in NFL stadiums, like Atlanta and Seattle, Seattle. um, and New England does too, they are owned by the NFL owner. The NFL owner owns both the NFL team and the Major League Soccer team, so they don't have to worry about being a you know a tenant that has to you know sign a rent deal with the NFL owner. And also specifically Atlanta and Seattle. They damn near sell those things out. Right. Like they, they're drawing 40,000, 50,000 fans to those games. And if you can draw 40,000 at Raider State at Allegiant Stadium, that's going to look just fine. That's going to be a great atmosphere. If you only draw 25,000, that would be good attendance. Sure. That would be good. It's but gonna, it's not going to look, look horrible. Right. Like at the game I was at, Seattle and uh, Leon, the announced attendance was like 25. Didn't look great. Like it was still okay, but it didn't look great. So. That's part of the reason is you don't want to have a team draw. Like, I mean, hell, you draw 30,000 in the Legion Stadium, it's not going to look good. No. So you don't want to have a team that can draw 25, 28,000 people and it look empty every time they play. So they prefer soccer-specific stadiums. Now, would they be willing to move on that? Possibly. Right. Like, I mean, it's not to like get it's a, a team here. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's not like they can't break their own, you know, sort of reasoning there. But I just, I personally wouldn't like it. I don't think it'd be good for them. I think they're better no, off they, building they, their own stadium. Don't they make most of their money on the check Bill Foley's going to write to get the team? Yeah, which, by the way, let me ask you that What's question. What's that now, $500 million? Um, So the most recent expansion fee was Charlotte. They paid three twenty-five. dollars oh. um, Let me ask you, what would you rather have? Brand new MLS team in Vegas for $400 million. Let's just assume they add some that more. Foley that. would pay. Foley would pay. Or No, no, you're the owner. You've got all the money. Oh, okay. You're spending the money here. $400 okay. million on a brand new MLS team in Vegas or... $400 million to get Newcastle United, who is currently at the bottom of the Premier League table. To play here? No, no. You're, you just own, I would, I would you, own, you own Newcastle. They are, they're in Newcastle, but they're in the Premier League. I'd want it, Newcastle. You would? Yes. They're at the bottom of the table. I know. They're going down to the championship next year. You're losing money already. I would still own Newcastle because I could live over there. <laughs> <laughs> and you got $400 million. I could have a flat. Yeah, exactly. Scenario, I could have a flat one of those. Uh, the The... Hard part would be driving on the other side of the road with me, oh, for me. Boy, I mean, I'd be. Don't I'd you do that already week. here? I'd be. <laughs> all right. Da da da. But a bum. All right. So yeah, we'll see if Major League Soccer actually ends up coming here. Ed's gone. Jared's actually here. Danny's been running the show for us today. Uh, I'm just gonna read a tweet that uh, we might get into tomorrow. A reporter for the Oklahoma student newspaper used binoculars from a public building to report that Caleb Williams was doing practice with the first team. He got quotes from Spencer Rattler's dad. And as a response, Lincoln Riley has now canceled all media availability. What a child. (laughs) Well, also good on that student. That is unbelievable reporting. Like he's in a building with binoculars is like, yep, that's that's Williams taking first team reps. And then got Spencer Rattler's dad. This is incredible. This is unbelievable. How did he get Spencer Rattler's dad? I don't know. This is amazing. We got to figure this out here. We got to hire this kid. I know. This is one of the best stories I've heard. Yeah, it's great. For right, this is Spencer Rattler's dad. For right now, he's focused on working for this team. And we'll see what happens after January 10th. Hopefully, he'll be playing in the national championship on January 10th. And then after that, we'll evaluate where he is as far as if any teams are interested in him in him in the NFL. Hell of a job by this student reporter. I mean, where is, where's the byline here? We're going to give this kid Mason Young. Oh, wait, there's two names on it. Mason Young and Austin Cutright. Good job. That's just like, 
hey, we're the Woodward and Bernstein of uh, Oklahoma <laughs> football. Yeah. But ima- oh my god! Imagine being Lincoln Riley, and you're that mad that a student, for a student newspaper, used binoculars to spy on your practice. And you're just like, no, nobody's talking to the rest of the media. How mad do you got to be if you're the beat reporter at the student? You're just like, <laughs> binoculars. Why didn't I think of that? I think this has happened before with Oklahoma. Aren't they the ones that blacked out the windows in some dorm rooms because they overlooked the practice field? That last actually year? sounds right. Right? Because they had to move outdoors because of COVID and they blacked out the windows. Oh, good job, Lincoln Riley.